welcome to Church Talk. In today's Church Talk, Pastor Preji talks about how we shouldn't neglect children in our church for ministry, and how we can train them and allow them to serve God. Hope this encourages your church kids to push them to grow and serve the Lord from their youngest age. Good morning and greetings in Jesus' name. Welcome to Church Talk Podcast. On this podcast, our heart is to minister to church planters, pastors, lay leaders, worship team members and other volunteers that go into running the church smoothly, that go into planting and building the church of Jesus Christ. My prayer is that each and every one of you that are tuned into this morning's conversation are going to be equipped and that you would begin to think big for your church, for your community, for your fellowship, irrespective of whether you have an established church with an established building or name. As long as you are part of a fellowship or you're leading or you're contributing to a fellowship where two or three people gather in the name of Jesus, you are, in fact, a church planter. You are, in fact, a church builder and you are building the church of Jesus Christ. You're partnering with Jesus in building his church. My hope and my prayer and my desire and my heart for each and every one of you is that you will be in step with God. You will be in alignment and in sync with everything that God is speaking and saying and doing in this season. Let me talk about one particular thing that we need to improve and improvise and innovate in. You know, so often I have noticed how the children in our church get neglected. One of the reasons is because we do not have enough team members or volunteers who can take care of them. Another reason would be that you do not have an independent space where you can do a kid's church during the service. Another reason could be that you do not have enough children to run a full-fledged ministry for them. Now, irrespective of what the reason is that is stopping the growth of your children's church ministry, it is necessary that you work hard to improvise and work and innovate the way that we minister to our children. And the best way that we can help them or we can bless them is by helping them be a part of the church that we are planting and leading and uh, raising up. If they can be involved in the ministry that you're doing in the church, if they can be involved in the worship team, if they can be involved in the prayer team, if they can be involved in the team that is reaching out and distributing pamphlets or Bibles or doing gospel distribution, if they can be involved in your Bible studies and all those fellowships that you do regularly, if they can be involved in every single planning and sometimes even executing aspects of the church, I know that you are thinking that they are too small for this. And sometimes that is true. And yet when we look at the Bible, we would see that in the Old Testament, when these guys had no clue about the Holy Spirit, they would plant and position young leaders like Josiah, who was just eight-year-old, to be a king of a nation. 
Now, in the New Testament, the Bible says that you and I have access to Joel chapter 2 and verse 28, which says that God is going to pour out his spirit on all flesh, including our sons and daughters, our little children. They will be filled with the spirit of God. They will prophesy and they will be used by God to minister to people. Now, if we have this promise, why not prepare them, equip them, and help them to activate the call of God over their lives? And one of the best ways that you can do that is by involving them. Now, when we're talking about marriage and parenting, one of the things that we discuss is that you need to involve your children in everything that you're doing at home. Sometimes it could be small things or big things, but it's necessary that you involve your children in your decision-making process in the best way possible. And when you do that, what you're telling them is that you are an important person in this family. You are a valued member of this household. And when we do the same thing in the church, the kids will grow up feeling belonged to the church, to the house of God. One of the best ways to do that is to use them as volunteers. There are several things that you'll need technical know-how and the expertise. And yet there are a lot of things in the church that are menial tasks that somebody who doesn't necessarily need to apply those technical know-how can also help and be part of as long as they have the physical strength to do that. And why not use our children for that? It could be just ushering people into their seats. It could be welcoming people. It could be handing out some things that, you know, you would do like communion cups or communion bread or the, the uh, gifts to newcomers or whatever you do on a regular basis. You can involve your children in the church as volunteers. Keep looking to uh, find out who can I and how can I involve the children in different aspects of the church. And when we do that, what we are encouraging them to do is to develop a heart of service, to develop a heart of being willing to help out, help out people, help out one another. And especially we are creating them creating in them a value system, a heart for the house, a heart for God's house, not just for their house, but for God's house. You know, one of the best things that you can also get them to do, especially because their hearts are so, uh, you know, prepared and ready and, and without much uh, blemish like you and I, is that we can ask them to pray for people. The prayers that they pray, little children, when they pray prayers, these prayers have the capacity to change people's destinies. It has the capacity to change people's perspectives. It has the capacity to change people's marriages, their financial statuses, their, their dreams, their destinations. So can you imagine having a, a team of young children that are stationed at the door or at a convenient place in your church hall where you can announce that tonight or this morning our children are going to pray for every person that is in the church. Anybody who wants to receive prayer, why don't you go 
to the children's corner and receive prayer. And I want to encourage you to teach the children in your church, to teach and train your children to hear the voice of God. That they will not just pray a prayer, but they will also go another step further where they can hear God's voice and they're going to reflect God's voice for that particular person. And they are going to not just speak an empty word, but something that is going to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. Now, this is very much possible because we live in the New Testament days. In the Old Testament, you would have to wait till the age of 30 to be any kind of a minister. And yet, God in his mercy and in his grace, he would use a Samuel, he would use a David, he would use so many people at a very tiny and young age to minister, to lead, to give advice, to, uh, to re-establish protocols, to change the entire structure. And I believe that the same God who is in the New Testament church, who has filled our children with his Holy Spirit, he can do so much, much more through our dear children. Now, this is a task that we cannot just tell parents to do for our children. We have to become intentional in the church, the pastors in the church, the team members of the church, the leaders in the church, especially those that have a heart for children. They need to make it a practice to spend time with the children in the church, to organize hangouts for the children in the church, not just for Sunday school, but for special times where they will be taught and trained to hear God's voice. If you want to involve them in the practical working of the church, the best way, the best place that they can involve, they can be uh, participators and they can be actual contributors is in their ability to hear God's voice, is in their ability to see visions, is in their ability to understand the things of the Spirit. You know, as adults, one of the things that we have struggled with is the battle between the Spirit and our flesh, our logic and our reasoning and our scientific knowledge and all of those things stand in the way of us being able to receive what God is speaking and saying and doing. And yet, when it comes to little children, they do not have the knowledge and the logic and the reasoning that you and I have. And that makes it easy for them to hear and know and reflect the heart of God for God's people. And I hope and I pray that you would value this ministry in the church, that you will not just limit your children to listening to Bible stories and activities and all the fun that they would normally have, but you would encourage them to hear God's voice. When you encourage and teach them to hear God's voice, when you encourage them into the prophetic realms, I'm telling you, you're preparing a generation to serve God in ways like no other. Now, when we are talking about this, I also need to add this, that children are going to make mistakes. They are going to hear a wrong thing or they are going to tell a vision that is not necessarily accurate or apt or may not be completely from the Spirit. And yet, we have to allow that space. We have to let them make mistakes. We have to let them sometimes go wrong. 
and children love to have fun and we cannot keep our services uh, so serious that kids cannot uh, have fun along with being part of the services kids need to be able to express and sometimes the way they express may be different from how adults express their joy and you have to let them express their joy whether it be in church whether it be at home you have to allow them that creative freedom and when they do that there are obviously going to be mistakes there are obviously going to be things that are going to be hurtful for other children or for other adults and that is something that we have to keep giving feedback on and teach them and train them we cannot stop our children from ministering and being part of the church teams just because we are afraid they are going to make mistakes everybody is going to make mistakes your pastor is going to make mistakes your worship team in charge is going to make mistakes everybody is going to make mistakes so leave enough room for your children to make mistakes and when they do do not condemn them do not make them feel overtly bad do not uh, just try to uh, put them in a box and say he can never do this or he can never do that or he can never sing well you have to be a encourager whenever you speak to little children one of the things that you have to pay active attention to is that you are speaking life that you are speaking encouraging words you are speaking things that are going to uh, push them further not limit them not try to stop them you know the bible talks about how the disciples found it very inappropriate for children to come to jesus and to receive from him because they thought okay jesus is going to be praying or teaching or doing something so spiritual that having children around him right now can be distracting for him it can be harmful for his personal meditation or teaching or whatever he was doing at that time and so the disciples they stopped the uh, parents from bringing the children to Jesus and they said if you want prayer you can go but leave the children here and Jesus was very specific in his uh, advice and in his instruction and he said do not limit them do not stop them do not withhold the children from coming to me let them come to me see if jesus would say that about his very personal physical presence that was on the earth uh, 2000 years back how much more would he be saying that to you and i who are gathering in his name in his church in his for his glory and for his purposes to build his kingdom how much more will that same jesus be telling us to to not limit our children to not stop our children from expressing themselves from being themselves help them and and see as adults our responsibility is to be an example for them everything that they do are going to be based on how we worship and how we serve god and how we do relationships and how we uh, engage in 
active conversations and how we distance ourselves from some people and some things they are going to be watching every single detail of how we do our lives and they are going to imitate the same things so what i would encourage you to do is to not limit them and instead set an example with your own conversations set an example with your own styles of worship set an example with your own way of listening to sermons and writing down notes and and jotting down the points that you have been blessed by let your children see that and let them know that this is how we learn and this is how we grow now you have to be intentional not to uh, pick on them and you know especially when there is a character fault you should understand that every child has one you and i when we were of that age we had our own issues every child has a problem every child has things that they need to be dealt with and what uh, the one of the mistakes that we make when we are in a church is to try to assume that i need to correct and i need to discipline every child now sometimes you may be required to help them or to teach them or to train them but disciplining them is not your responsibility disciplining a child is the responsibility of the parent or the ones that the parents have entrusted them to their immediate guardians disciplining a child in a church is not the responsibility of anybody in the church you have to bring whatever character issue you find you have to bring it to the parent and you have to tell them hey we wanted to use your child in this particular area and yet we struggled when it came to these 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 things would you just have a word with the person and would you correct would you equip this person to not do the same thing again and the reason it's necessary that parents are the ones who will correct and discipline and specifically train the children is because they are the legal authority the spiritual authority the authority that god has established to discipline the children and a father's discipline a mother's discipline is necessary parents do not take it lightly when you do get a feedback about your child now you and i know that we have a bias towards our own children and we think that our children are better than who they really are and that is completely normal that is what love does and yet we have to be willing to acknowledge when somebody points out a particular challenge or a mistake or a behavior issue you have to not necessarily correct them in front of everybody take them to your home in your private personal safe space help them correct them if necessary discipline them if necessary punish them so that they can grow in their character they can grow in their areas of weaknesses and struggles my encouragement to volunteers in the church those that are assigned to teach them train them and help them in the church is that at no cost are you expected to hurt or discipline any child because that is not your job description your job description is to steward the giftings and the 
people that are coming into your church. Now, it's a different story if the parent has asked you to discipline their child in a particular area because of whatever reason. See, even if you're a pastor like me, I'm a pastor in a particular church. and yet i would not dare to discipline a child who is under the age of 18 unless the parent themselves come and give me the legal right and authority to do that that is not my job responsibility and each volunteer leader uh, those that have responsibility over the children have to take this to heart saying i am not the person the right person to discipline children but this is what i can do i can teach them i can help them i can help them focus on the right things on the right direction some of these things some of these children may be coming from homes where these things are not spoken about or taught about so you can help them focus on the right things teach them to address those issues in their hearts those feelings that come out in the wrong time teach them and the best teaching that a church can give to the children in the church is to teach them to be sensitive to the move of god to the move of the holy spirit how beautiful would it be if the children are the ones that are going to respond the first when the spirit of god is moving in the church that rather than us being disconnected and alienated from what is happening in the church if the children can immediately recognize that god is moving right now let's drop everything and run to the altar let's uh, ignore one another and let's just focus on what god is speaking and what god is doing how beautiful will the church be how much of a impact will that presence of god have on the hearts and the minds the decisions the desires of those little children so that those are areas that the church team the leaders the pastors can train the children to do to recognize and understand when god is doing something special and to immediately be a part of that not to wait but to immediately jump into being part of that river that is flowing you know like i told you earlier children are extremely sensitive to the spirit what we usually think is that children need to grow up to become spiritual people that's not true in their spirit they are as big as an adult spirit is we try to evaluate people based on outward appearances but god does not do that god looks at the heart god looks at the spirit on the inside of them and as a child their spirits are as mature as developed as strong as your spirit is or my spirit is and that's why the capacity that they have to be sensitive to be responsible to be uh, responding correctly to god's presence is amazing you just need to test and see that this thing really works test your children test the children in your church and trust them with some spiritual responsibilities teach them in the little way that you know how to you may not be the perfect teacher you should know that the holy spirit is going to work alongside you 
to teach them things that you cannot explain to them. The Holy Spirit is going to equip you and he is going to equip the child to understand spiritual truths and spiritual principles. And you have to allow the Lord to do those things. You know, just like we do not force an adult to behave in the church. We do not force the adult to keep his phone away and focus on the presence of God to to keep his mind fixed on the things of God when God is moving. You do not force them. You teach them, right? The same thing you got to do with the little children. You don't have to force them. You don't have to push it down their life. And yet you need to set an example and teach them and tell them, hey, right now, God is moving in this place. Right now, God is doing something special. So I want you to be part of this. So why don't you drop all the toys? Why don't you drop talking to the friends and talking to each other? And why don't you be part and parcel of what God is speaking and doing right now? And when you're doing that, as you teach them to be sensitive to God's presence, you have to uh, get them also to be hungry for this presence of God, hungry for a move of God, for them to come to church early on and pray and say, God, today we want to see your move. Today we want to see a breakthrough. Today we want to see healings. Today we want to see people being set free. Every time, more than, more than the adults, more than the prayer team, if the children in the church can just come and pray for that and come and desire for that, can you imagine the direction of the church, how it is going to be changed, how it is going to in fact bring conviction even upon adults and youngsters in the church. And that is the responsibility of pastors and leaders to make sure that you do not exclude the children out of all these things. That you do not say that they will eventually grow up to be that. You can do that with them right when they are babies, right when they are children. And as you do that, watch out for special giftings and special talents that will manifest. Because in the presence of God is where there is divine flourishment. You know, you talk about Aaron's rod in the Old Testament, how when it was kept in the ark, it says that overnight there were blossoms on that particular rod. And why did that happen? Because it was kept in the presence of God. So when you teach your children to be in the presence of God, to be in that place of uh, keeping their heart sensitive and receptive to the presence of God, automatically you will see things blossoming. You will see talents and gifts blossoming. And you have to immediately identify them and bring them to the table. It may be five loaves and two fish that one boy will bring. You wouldn't know how much, how many, what all, can be done through that five loaves and two fish. You have to learn to bring those talents to Jesus. That is the job. You know, when Andrew did that in the Bible during the days of Jesus, when he brought this stiffened box of a little boy who had five loaves and two fish to Jesus, he never thought that this is in fact going to feed and take care of an entire multitude. And yet that is what it was. It helped to take care of the physical need of the entire multitude that had gathered. So you never know which talent, what gifting 
is going to be a blessing in which area of their lives or others' lives. Learn to identify those talents and bring them out. And some of them can actually prove to be something that the Lord will also bless and cause that to be multiplied to be a blessing for generations to come. As you do that, uh, protect your heart, protect your children from every kind of abuse, every kind of overuse. You know, you should understand that as much as we are talking about involving the children in the practical aspects of the church, you should understand that they are still little children. They still have their limitations. They still are going to need some downtime. So don't overuse them. Don't abuse them in this journey of wanting to get them equipped for ministry. Don't try to steal their playtime. Don't hurt them in the process. Don't break them in the process. That is one warning I would finish with. That we have to involve our children. We have to use them as volunteers. We can get them to pray for people. We can teach them to hear God's voice. We can make sure to train them and teach them while we leave room for mistakes and do not limit them or stop them. Let their parents be the one that will discipline and train them. Teach them to be sensitive to God's voice and to the presence of the Holy Spirit, to a move of God. Watch out for their talents and giftings that will blossom when they are in the presence of God. And while you're doing all of this, make sure that you're not abusing that child in any way or hurting that child or overusing that child in the church. Make sure to bring about correct, enough, necessary, adequate balance. I hope that this conversation was a helpful conversation for you and for your church. Make sure to forward it to somebody else to whom you think it will be helpful for their children or for their church. We encourage you to be part of the church planting network that we have. We have a conference coming up in the first week of January. This is not just for those that are part of our network. If you'd like to be involved and grow in building the church, it can be within the framework of a church or even outside go ahead and register for this conference. It's going to be an online conference, so you can be tuned in from any part of the world. Just go to dreamingrevival.com slash 2021. So we invite you to come and be part of this conference and be equipped and be trained to serving God together with us. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a blessed and a beautiful weekend ahead. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hope you were blessed. Do visit pastorpregia.com slash podcast to subscribe for more resources related to church and various topics. Don't forget to register for Revival Dreamers 2021 at dreamingrevival.com slash 2021. Hurry. Limited seats available. Register now.